Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Sherry is presented by the writers and illustrators of the future. They have been providing a means for new and budding writers to have a chance for their creative efforts to be seen and acknowledged. Welcome to Chatting with Sherry. I'm really excited to welcome back Drew Stevens. He's best known for acting in Vampire Slayers, I mean, sorry, Vampire Diaries, wrong show, Vampire Diaries. And he's also done Complications and several other shows that are really interesting, but his newest show is called One Heart. He's a really sweet guy, and we had a great chat. This is a recorded show, so please don't call in. Here's Drew. Hi, Drew. Welcome back to the show. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. How are you? Doing all right. You know, just trying to enjoy uh, this Atlanta weather from the balcony. <laughs> oh, how nice. Yeah, yeah how, it's how, cool. How's the weather there? Um, so far, so good. You know, this week's been pretty sunny, a little too, a little hot. You know, we've hit 90 this week a couple times. No stormy weather in there? Because I know it's that season. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pretty much all four seasons every day, but you know, it's it's uh, next week. I think is when we're gonna get a lot more rain. So, I'm looking forward to it actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, some people love storms. They get all excited. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love them for the uh, the fact that it waters. Like sometimes I'll be growing plants and they'll water my plants, but I don't know. It's just you know when I get a cup of hot chocolate and it's storming outside, you know, I just I feel really relaxed. You know. That's interesting. See, I'm fine with the rain. I'm fine with the lightning. I am actually really sensitive to thunder. Oh, yeah. 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 And, uh, and I know that that's not a dangerous part. I know that's a reaction to the lightning. I mean, psychologically, I know that. It's the noise. <laughs> yeah, no, that noise is... <laughs> noise is sometimes it catches you off guard. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Yeah. Well, the worst was when I lived in the Midwest. Uh, first time I lived in the Midwest was nine, and the second time I lived there I was 30. And both times, it echoes. It echoes. It doesn't just go boom. It goes boom, 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 boom. Oh, wow. That's, that must sound kind of weird. I, I don't know if you're right. That's because uh, you guys are by the mountains? Or? No, I mean because it's flat. There's nothing oh. there. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. I've never had that, but thank God we don't, because my dog is crazy. Uh, yeah, I just it was it was weird. I just uh, yeah, that was one thing I I loved. Uh, I lived in Chicago as an adult, and I loved it. I really did. It was exciting. It was fun, and the people that I was working with were great. I hated the weather. <laughs> I heard it. Um, of course, windy, but uh, it gets a lot colder up there now. It's cold Chicago. and it has tornadoes. Oh, oh I didn't know that. Nope. <laughs> and loud and <laughs> loud thunderstorms. Those are the those are the things. But it's 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 a great city to visit. There's there's a lot of nice things there. I highly recommend it culturally, people wise, yeah. <laughs> different things like that. Everything was. And I I lived in the suburbs and I went into the city on the weekend to you know do the cultural thing, go to the museums and theater, and at the time see Oprah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, she had the show. Yeah, she still had her I show. Wanna- I wanted to go see uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day. It's 
been to St. Patrick's Day there one time if I could, but I know you guys, I think there's like a river that goes through Chicago that mm-hmm. they turn green. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. And the, yeah, the, um, I forgot what they call it. Their, um, one of their metros is, oh, it's called the Loop. Uh, that's really weird to see. Because uh, I was, I t- they have like a bus that goes around the city, and you can hop on, hop off anywhere in the city for one fee. Mm-hmm. And but when you're when you're driving, they're giving like a little tour. You know, this is this, and this is this, and and there's the famous loop, and da 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 da, and stuff like. That. <laughs> I think that's what it's called. I think it was called the loop. And I was like, oh, is that it? Because uh, I don't know if you ever saw. Um, Paplon, I think is what it's. Um, it was about um, no, it wasn't Paplon. That was Prison Break. It was uh, a there was a car chase, and it was with Gene Hackman. It was in Chicago, and he actually had the ch- part of the chase in that, but I can't remember the name of the movie. Oh man, it's was about it, uh, cocaine. And, and smuggling of cocaine. It's a good movie. Just, you yeah. know, my age, and I'm blanking out on the name of the movie. I remember Gene Hackman. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> He's very famous for it. They called him Papa something. Yeah, I'm going to have to look it up. Gene Hackman movie. Yeah. But anyway, that that it was in there. And another movie I saw in Chicago that took place in Chicago was The Sting, which showed a lot of it. But back in the '30s, um, which actually was Universal lot. Um, <laughs> did you ever see that with Paul Newman and Robert Redford, The Sting? The Sting, no. But I'm I'm gonna write it down. Oh Make my God! You out. like Chicago? You got to see that. What's it, um, is it a, what type of movie? It's a con, it's a movie about a con men. They, they con people. Nice. Sting. There was, there was one movie I saw, uh, not too long ago. It had, um, that was really kind of along the same lines. I can't, Den of Thieves. Yeah. Den of Thieves. I think the thing is better, though. It just, well, you can't go wrong with Paul Newman or Robert Redford. It had a really lot of great character actors in it. It had um, Harold Gould and Ray Walson and um, oh God, there's so many of them. Um, really, just a brilliant, brilliant movie. Um, and they never show it lately. I mean, I haven't seen it on TCM. They just showed. I was kind of hoping that they they were, did a Paul Newman thing, and it's kind of ho- they showed Butch Cassidy. But they always show Butch Cassidy, even though I love Butch Cassidy. They never show the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I need to check it out, man. Um, that's funny you mentioned character actors. That's like one of my uh, favorite types of actors I need to watch. I'll definitely have to take a look. Oh, I love character actors. I love character actors. Character actors are what it's all about. Yeah. Even the most interesting. Even lead actors who are character actors are more interesting 
Even though they're, I guess they're not leads because they're actually character actors. I don't know. It's it's very confusing. Yeah, because it's like I don't see a lot of character actors in lead roles though. I don't. I mean, I've seen um, I've seen them come out now in stronger roles. You know, like Jeffrey Wright is probably the big one that oh, yeah, I've he's really uh, oh, yeah. paid attention to late recently. And um, yeah, I've seen him now starting to get those lead roles. But I mean, even even in the last few years, he's always had that. That, that that role that sticks out to you, even in like the one he did in Manchurian Candidate, um, it's you just remember it even if it's five minutes. But um, now I think he's got some new projects out where he's going to be more of the lead, and it's about time. I don't know. He's been in the game for so long. Yeah, and then he's a brilliant actor, brilliant. But it, it's more television. You see character actors in the roles like David Suchet and Perot. People like that, you know. Yep. Did you ever see Pro? Uh, Agatha Christie's Pro, Hercule Pro. No, I haven't. Oh I'm my God! If you like character acting, <laughs> you gotta see David Suchet. He is just—he's been in a lot of movies. He's—you never recognize him because he—he—he he was actually in a Doctor Who, and I didn't realize it was him till halfway through the show. <laughs> Did he have on makeup or something? Or? Yeah, he was he was like Alan Rickman, Alan Rickman who um, was in Harry Potter, Snape. Um, he was like him. You you never knew what he was going to look like. I mean, I think Alan Rickman only looked like himself that I had seen in three movies. Usually, he looked completely different from himself. He you never recognize him. Uh, he was uh, one movie. He looked like himself, but he played really bad guy. Was Die Hard. Um, a movie he looked like himself was. Um, Sense and Sensibility, and another movie he looked like himself was Love Actually. Anything else that I can think of, he uh, like um, oh, what's the name? Quest, Star Quest, Space Quest. He played an alien. Um, this was Sigourney Weaver and and Tim Allen. It's a really funny, weird movie. I think, oh, okay, yeah, I see, I see him now, too, I'm actually looking him up, too, he's, um, he's in the, in the show I've been watching recently, his Dark Materials. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, you never recognize people. No. You don't. I didn't even know him. Yeah, and there's another, uh, show that he play. uh, um, it's called News, with David Suchet, he's, um, he's the editor in it, it's a British show, I think it's on... Britbox um, or Netflix or one of them but I've seen it on Britbox and god he's brilliant yeah he's a, he's a British actor right? yep or is he from yeah no he's British I love British actors yeah they're they, they're pretty dominant right now they're kind of taking over well no there's a lot of Americans it's just it's just I have I have to admit, I like male and female British actors, but I have crushes on the several British actors, I have to admit. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. I think we've all had one or two. <laughs> you know? Uh, I personally love um, 
I love seeing some. I love seeing some British actors come on, you know, the American stage. And I've actually read recently that uh, I think Marvel is moving studios overseas. So it seems like it, it seems like the industry is really trying to push to make it more inclusive, um, mm-hmm. as far as just diversifying where they get the talents from, and not trying to focus so much on one place. Which is good. Yeah. I just wish it was the kind of in inside of a country. I wish it was the same because it still feels like um, you know, L.A. New York are still the hot spots for um, the major roles and major actors. Yeah, and wrong. it's funny because the trade papers are there. That's where they are, L.A. New York. Mm. You know, to get a job. It, the, those are those are the two places where, I mean, they'll give regional information on, on both of them, but really that's where the uh, newspaper, well, now it's online. Uh, when I was an actor, we used to get a newspaper and look through it, and I lived in L.A., so it's easy. Um, but those were the two places that were producing it was L.A. and New York, and I guess even though it's online now, it's still doing it. They they still have regional but uh, um, I don't know it's hard I, 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 I don't know how you do it in Atlanta I don't <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep the faith and continue to network and uh, you know I'm trying to I'm trying to expand of course um, take my time doing it and not rush it and try to get as much out of Atlanta as I can. You know, I feel like um, a lot of folks, they make the mistake of leaving Atlanta too soon. Um, and, and you never know when it's too soon, but I think that there's just a lot more juice for me to squeeze out of Atlanta before I try to tackle any other market. I've been getting some good attention though. I mean, I've got, um, I've got a, 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 I did a, did a show, uh, a quick cameo this year on Dynasty, but I've also got a movie coming, I've got a part in a movie, a couple of scenes, uh, and it's going to be called One Heart. It's got a couple of guys from L.A. and um, all over the place, and it should be pretty good. Cool. But, um, but you know, it, it's kind of far and few between. You know, everyone was fighting for all of those opportunities and the others that came through, and you know, it's starting to get a little crowded out here. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes in the future, though. But it's always been like that, hasn't it? I mean, you always have to fight for a part. Yeah, not this hard, though. Um, it's It was it used to be um, it used to be a lot easier, I think. And, and for me, kind of developing myself, that was great. Because I was developing myself around a very small pond. You know, so it wasn't, it was, I wasn't getting as discouraged. And there were times where I was probably getting a little further along in the process than I would have if I was in L.A. or New York around more, um, just more talent. You know, um, there was opportunity for me to squeak through and just kind of see the potential. But now everyone's moving here because the competition in L.A. is too great and the roles have diminished. So supply and demand, you know, uh, they're going to take what they can get out here and, it's starting to just get as as competitive, um, if not probably more competitive now because it's not just you know um, competing against the Atlanta actors. It's also competing against the LA actors and New York actors, but also at the same time um, competing against the name, the recognition they have when they have LA or New York training on their resume. 
think it's, a, it's just getting a little more challenging, but... But it's always been like that, too, because I remember when I was uh, up for parts back in the day, they uh, they would pick someone who, over someone like me who did all my training in L.A., they would pick someone from New York because they'd been on the New York stage, even though I had a lot of stage background. So it's that hasn't changed. <laughs> it's just now it's you're in Atlanta, so you got both ends of the coast. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> well, we get it from everywhere. But here's the here's the, the beauty of it though is that uh, there are those those last minute opportunities. So like like this movie, right? I wasn't supposed to get that role, um, and that was a very very last minute cast. And that was an opportunity that I got because the guy that was supposed to get it from L.A. couldn't make it back in time. So it was just um, the distance from New York and L.A. to Atlanta because they're filming here has kind of helped in some way create those small opportunities for us. Because they kept, I mean, they literally had the casting uh, maybe a Monday or Tuesday. And then that Thursday, I was driving out to go, you know, to go film it. So it's one of those things where, you know, if you're lucky enough and patient enough, I think you, you'll find that opportunity, but they're just, you got to stay ready because there are not that many of them out here. Right place, right time. Basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a cliche, but it's also true. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, is, I don't remember who said it. It was some actor I heard talking about it, but... You also have to have your craft set when you get that you're in the right place and have that opportunity. So you have all that training, so you have you were ready for it. Yeah, I like to think I I was. Um, it's weird. So I'm learning now, and I think I'm stepping into. Um, I don't I don't know what it is. It's kind of this in between year for me. It, you're not so much, a, you're not on junior varsity anymore, but you're not quite like the starter on varsity yet either. You're you're, you're kind of getting your feet wet and learning more and more as you go, but you're in the in-between. I feel like um, I'm learning so much from just being on set that I would have never got from classes. Um, and I think that like the walk and talk, you know, the one of the, the scenes I had in the movie was a walk and talk scene, and I've never done a single shot cam walk and talk for 30 feet um, literally following us through boardrooms following us down the hallway and into a second room cool that was that was not easy nor could I have ever learned that it, 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 unless there was you know an acting class where we were literally walking down hallways all day um, it's, it's like you almost don't even know it until you have to do it and then when you do it you just kind of hope for the best I guess that's really cool, though. I think that's that's great because that's stretching yourself, and that's always good. Yeah, I hope it. I hope it looks great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it does. <laughs> and that's the one that's coming out later in the year. Well, we'll see. Um, it's been going through kind of just up and down. Um, I know they've been doing some stuff with the budgeting and stuff, but yeah, it should. We filmed it last year. Um, I'm hoping it's not one of those movies where you know, it takes five years to come out. But yeah, it's called um, it's called One Heart. Uh, it's starring uh, Matthew Lillard and Abigail Spencer and Little Romeo. And um, 
it's just gonna be, I think it's gonna be, um, I think it's gonna be a really good movie then. Especially right now, it would be great to get out. I think it's really good that, um, that they're streaming stuff, but at the same time, it must be really stressful for people in the industry because they base everything on box office. So there is no weekend opening weekend on box office. Now it's all streaming service results and DVD sales results. How do you yeah. feel about that? I like it. <laughs> I mean, me personally, as a, as, as, as a consumer as or as an actor, right? As an actor, as, 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 a, as an executive producer, uh, if I was an executive producer, I would say that it should drive my numbers. It should drive my numbers up because it's easier for people to watch me. But it's going to drive my, you know, my opening day numbers down because um, they're not going to be, you know, the first three days. They're not going to really be as motivated to check it out. Um, or you know, go and see it. Um, but but yeah, I mean, as an actor, I think it, it opens the door for you to get exposure at a much faster and larger rate. You know, you go, you, you instantly have are be are, are accessible to the world. You know, in whatever in whatever languages they support. And, I always like the shows, the movies, because they're easy for me. Um, that open and have it on on demand at the same time. <laughs> That's cool. I love it because <laughs> I can see a new movie and not leave my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, if they, I don't know if it's gonna affect the numbers from like money that they make, but man, it, there's got to be more people watching now than ever. You know. Well, people are surviving on movies right now. Movies and books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good though, in a way, because people are actually reading. <laughs> yeah, they're probably getting back to the hard copies too, like the physical copies too, when they're reading. I prefer. I prefer that. I I know that sounds very like I'm an ancient. Well, I am, but <laughs> I just like I like holding a book. I like cuddling with a book in my bedroom or on an easy chair, or outside on a balcony. I like having an actual book than my reading device. I just, I find it, I don't know, there's a comfort to it that you don't get from a mechanical thing. Yeah, no, I feel you. I'm, I'm, I'm the same way with my, with uh, when I study my lines. I'm the exact same way. But, I, but I'm the opposite when it comes to reading a new book. I, I'd go on Audible and read, uh, you know, uh, a new book from Rich Dad Poor Dad or whatever. Um, but I'd, I'd, uh, if I got an audition, I'd have to print it out so I can. I just got this rhythm that I go through, you know. Yeah. To, I, I have. I had when I studied lines, I had to read aloud. Do you have to read aloud, or can you do it to yourself? I do it. I do it in my head at first, and then I start saying it out loud. But I do have to though. If I'm gonna ever drop the script, I gotta say it out loud. Yeah. That's. I think it's a human thing. Although there's some people I know. I mean, I know there's people that have photographic minds and they can just flick it. But most people I know have to do it out loud in order to get it inside the computer in your head and be able to memorize your lines. I. I mean, I don't know if that's been your experience with other actors. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, I mean, they're they're pretty much. There's. I don't think I've ever met anyone that's just. 
gotten it like that without even I mean some of the actors I've worked with and some of the ones that work on a regular basis too that I've worked with they're they're you know they're they're doing the same things that we do in class as as actors who are you know trying to trying to do this as a living and they they're forgetting their lines on set and they're you know repeating it back to themselves out loud a couple of times and then take two and you know I think we're all kind of in the same boat I yeah I mean I'm probably even worse off than most though I have to I have to um, have this thing where I write down on note cards I write down what the line is before mine on one side and then I'll flip the note card and then write down what my line is supposed to be and then like when I get ready for my audition sometimes I'll read the line that the person says to me and then I'll just respond and then I'll flip the card to make sure I had the right response so I have to even go a step further sometimes so <laughs> no, I think that's kind of cool you have your own flash card thing <laughs> yeah it helps, it helps a lot me getting it together <laughs> well there's nothing wrong with that I mean I remember um, hearing about uh, a, an actor who was on stage was um, Henry Fonda and he memorized all his lines and Fonda got really pissed not because he memorized all his lines but, but he was going around without a script and it was like you still need your script you need your script why do I need your, my script I have it memorized because you need it because A it, it you have to write down your blocking and B mm -hmm. it makes everybody else feel secure if everybody's holding a script and we're supposed to be a unit and I was like mm. whoa I, I mean I always even if I memorized it I did it because of blocking but I never really thought about it that it was for unit sake for everybody in the group so everybody feels like a unit like a company right. by holding yeah. the script I thought, that's I an interesting that. thing, uh, isn't it? Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. Because then it's not like, you know, I memorized it, but someone else didn't. Now everyone doesn't have to worry about if everyone's memorized. You don't feel like you're behind if you didn't, you know? That's and, awesome. And also... I mean, the re what what he said about blocking is also important because your blocking can change, and you should always have yeah. your scripts at the right page. So if the blocking changes, you can fix it. Because what what is worse than an actor not going making the movie supposed to mo make at the oh, time man. that he's supposed to? Oh my gosh, that is the worst. <laughs> that is the worst for everybody. Yeah, you know, they're, they're they're wasting money. Yeah, <laughs> and that's where you are stage, TV, film, doesn't matter. You have to know what your blocking is. Yeah, absolutely. Hit your mark and say your lines. Spencer Tracy. They need to make that a card or somewhere, a quote, and just make it a frame, frame it, and put it up somewhere. I think that, I think people did. I mean, I don't know. Spencer Tracy was called the actor's actor, and there was a reason for it. <laughs> Actors, I love it. Spencer Tracy. See, do you see it now? I'm learning so much. I'm just writing down all these names so I can look them up later. Oh God, he was—he was like the most natural actor you ever saw. You would never know the man was reading lines because wow. he wasn't. He was the part. There's this movie called Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, 
It's I just saw that, yeah, on Prime. Well, I didn't see the movie, but I saw it come up. Oh, God, you got to watch it. You've got to watch it. Okay. For Spencer Tracy, Catherine Hepburn, and Sidney Poitier all in one movie, you've got yeah. to watch yeah. it. And yeah. it's funny because Sidney Poitier said that he was so nervous doing his lines with Tracy and Hepburn that uh, the director actually had him uh, uh, reading the lines to them, but when he had his close-up, it would be one of the secretaries because he just he, he did. They would stay and they would do it with him because that's they were really high-quality actors who knew that people needed that. But the intimidation factor. Uh, Sydney said that even though he would stay after and they would have another take with a secretary or a PA or something because he was so nervous. He told that story on himself. <laughs> <laughs> that's lovely though, man. That's, that's, uh, that's honesty, man. That's honesty. Like, I don't know if I've ever been uh, far of guard or, like, intimidated by anybody I've worked with, but I think there are a few people I would probably get that way with. If I ever got in front of him, I'm sure I would just kind of freeze up and just not know what to say. Uh, you know, like, uh, I mean, Denzel's probably, you know, everyone's favorite. And I think everyone would probably just get a little a little caught and choked up if they met him. But I think I would probably need a couple extra takes for that one. That's another crush, Denzel Washington. Um <laughs> <laughs> and he's American. I told you there were American crushes. <laughs> there it is. You know, if there is one, that might be the one American. Is there, wait, is there, um, is Johnny Depp American? That's a good, that's a... Yeah, Johnny Depp's American, even though he does talk with a British accent. Right, he throws me off every time. <laughs> no, but he's, uh, he's also one of my other favorite characters. He's a very good character actor, too. One well, of my favorites. Sometimes you don't know, like, I grew up liking this uh, actor named Rod Taylor. He he was in um, The Time Machine and The Birds, and uh, he was in, um, oh, um, it was a Quentin Tarantino movie, The Bastards, something Bastards. Um, it's about the yeah. Nazis. I'm trying to think. No, the one, okay, so the one I'm thinking of is not, it's a TV series, I don't think. No, this is a movie, it's a movie. Anyway, Rod Taylor played Winston Churchill in it. Okay. And, yeah, and the thing is, I, he, when you saw him, he did British accent, Australian accent, and British accent so perfectly, you didn't know who, what he was at all, ever. And... He did mostly American, so I didn't know he was Australian. <laughs> oh wow! No, that's the that's they do it very well, but we can't do theirs very well. I, I I can't tell a British that's speaking American, but I can sometimes really pick out an American speaking British. Oh yeah, and the funny thing is, is well, sometimes um, you you never know. Sometimes Americans can do real. Oh, look at Meryl Streep; she can do anything. Yeah, yeah, there's, there, you know, there's a few, a few gems that are just talented, ultra talented. There was somebody else who did it. Um, he played Cumberbatch, uh, and he also played um, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, and he played uh, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, and, that's him. Uh, sure, Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch. Yeah. Yep. He um, is he is he British? He's very that's British. 
Okay, that's one of those guys that I couldn't, I couldn't tell. <laughs> but he does a really good American. I've seen him play American a few times. He does a very good American. Yeah, he does. He, he's in the Marvel series, you know. As, uh, Doctor Strange. Uh, Doctor Strange, yep. And, and there I can't tell, but then I hear him in Sherlock Holmes, and I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, you know, it's, <laughs> he's really good at this, so. Yeah, I agree. Um, we've come to the end. Um, do you have a website, Drew? Yeah, uh, so my website is It's Drew Stevenson. It's I-T-S Drew Stevenson dot com. And um, my Instagram, I am Drew Stevenson. Um, are you on any other social media, like Twitter, Facebook, any of that? Yeah, uh, my Twitter is just my name, Drew Stevenson, and uh, Facebook is uh, It's Drew Stevenson as well. Okay. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to come on my show. No problem, no problem at all. I appreciate you having me. Thank you, and thank you for chatting with Sherry. Uh-huh.